You were listening to episode 132 of the Game Deflators podcast. My name's John, and I'm joined by Ryan. Hey, everybody. This week, we're talking about a console you should pick up, games you should play on it, and all this for under $150 in this week's Starter Kit Showdown. So, Ryan, we have done quite a few of these over the span of our podcast, and uh, this week we're going to look at the PSP, which is interesting because we thought that we were done with Sony, and then you were just like, hey, we uh, haven't done PSP or, or Vita. It's like, oh, okay. Well. I mean, this could have been great timing like a couple of weeks ago when it was like, oh no, the stores are getting shut down, but not really, but like the PSP stores are still getting shut down, so I don't know when exactly that is happening, but... Um, you know. I think it's uh, July, technically, is when all of it's getting shut down. Yeah, hopefully this gets out to you know everybody before then, at least. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, well, yeah, so as Ryan said, we're looking at the PSP this week. Uh, the PlayStation Portable <clears throat> had, what, three different, four different versions, technically, because you had the, the 1,000, the 2,000, the 3,000, and the Go, I think, uh, in total. Are there any I'm missing right there on those uh, variations of the PSP? Uh, no, I think we'll... Yeah, I think that's about it. If it's not, let us know on our social media, at Game Deflators on uh, Twitter, and then at The Game Deflators on Instagram and Facebook, as well as our podcast applications. I mean, there's lots of there. color variants. Well, yeah. There's like, like, I've the... got the God of War mm-hmm. red one with the silver Kratos on the back. Oh, it's the best. There's a blue one. Uh, there's obviously a black one. There's a silver one. There's a Final Fantasy There's uh, a white one. one. Yeah, there's like tons of random variants. So, I mean, pretty collectible, actually. But it launched in uh, March of 2005, March 24th to be exact, with a launch price that looks like $249.99. And, uh, Ryan, if you want to go through this launch lineup, because... I can't see it from my uh, location. Here yeah, in the room. so I, I wanted to throw some extra stuff in here. So I'll just touch on, I, I think getting an idea of what the launch lineup will kind of show you, you know, what was going on at that time. And, you know, I was a huge proponent of the PSP from the very beginning. And like, I was there on launch day and I got uh, a couple of these games, but uh, all of the games are uh, Ape Escape on the Loose, ATV Off-Road Fury, Blazing Trails, Darkstalkers Chronicles, The Chaos Tower, Dynasty Warriors, Gretzky NHL, Luminous, Metal Gear Acid, MLB, MVP Baseball, NBA, NBA Street Showdown, Need for Speed Underground Rivals, NFL Street 2 Unleashed, Rengoku Tower of Purgatory, Ridge Racer, Smart Bomb, Spider-Man 2, Tiger Woods PGA Tour, Tony Hawk's Underground 2 Remix, Twisted Metal Head-On, Untold Legends Brotherhood of the Blade, Wipeout Pure, and World Tour Soccer. It's actually a quite hefty lineup right there, man. And diverse. Like a release. Yeah, There's like, a little bit of something for everyone in here. I picked up uh, Darkstalkers and Luminous, I'm pretty sure, for my launch title games. Well, I didn't pick up a launch title game because I didn't pick up a PSP at launch. Uh, but, I mean, when you look at this, the only thing that could possibly like have upended this would be, well, Nintendo. <laughs> and all of their options. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's really what the PSP was trying to come in and you know, and B is another handheld and comp- competition to Nintendo and, uh, and their console at the time, I think was the DS DS, the regular DS as a matter of fact, and then the DS light, uh, during that time frame. And I mean, it just never really picked up. I don't know if it was a, a matter it was of a huge hit in Japan. It just mm-hmm. never really panned out the way, like the advertising. I remember so clearly in my mind, the advertising campaigns for this. And it was like, 
a whole bunch of different color ones. And like it showed, uh, I mean, at the time, you know, in 2005, like I was a sophomore in high school. So like it had like, you know, models in their like 20s or so with like, you know, they got it in the pocket. It's all stylized. I'm just still at the age where like the bombardment of advertising is just like, oh my God, dude, it's going to change everything. Like public gaming is going to be a thing. Like everybody's just going to have these on the go and you could just play stuff anywhere. It's going to look amazing. It's going to be like a PlayStation because like at that point, Nintendo handhelds were like such a different class of gaming than what you would be doing on your console. And this looked like, okay, no, now we're stepping it up. Now we've got like a PlayStation one handheld with a little screen on it. Like it's everything I've ever wanted. Well, see, that's where it got me and why I wasn't a fan of it in high school was because for me, it was basically a dumbed down version of the PlayStation two. Like the games were, you know, games that were from the original, you know, copies on PlayStation two, but sized down. So like, for example, ratchet and clank size matters, right? Mm -hmm. It was ratchet and clank, but it was, not exactly Ratchet and Clank, right? But does size matter? Yeah, but the size matter. You had like Twisted Metal head on, but it wasn't like Twisted Metal Black. You know, you had Ridge Racer, but was it really like that great of a Ridge Racer? Like every everything was like super scaled down. Metal Gear Acid, you know, another option there. Like that's it, supposed to be pretty good though. It, yeah, it's supposed to be pretty good. I actually have it, and that's what kind of drew me into the PlayStation Portal. And we'll get. But into that's that in also a bit. like, isn't that like a like it's a like card based game? Yeah. Or something? So like, you, you get what I mean? Like, yeah. there's, there's a lot of titles like that that really just kind of drew my attention away from the PSP. Like I looked at that and said, you know, I don't want to play basically like a mini PlayStation two with worse graphics. That's where my mindset was when instead of this. like a portable PS one. Exactly. So my mind was more on the, I've got a PS two. Why do I need this PSP? And that's where Nintendo kind of, you know, yeah, they have their games that are, you know, like if you look at Nintendo land, for example, on the game boy where it's, it's not a good copy. Like it's good, but it's not like Mario three or, or Mario one. Like, it's um, lower quality in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so I think Nintendo over the years have kind of learned, like we have certain games that are only going to be handheld based games. Whereas Sony is trying to make this like console in your pocket. Nintendo is like, let's make a totally different experience where you want these games. You can only play it on here and they're going to be custom built to only be on this console yeah. for the most part. And so, and obviously a lot of that's changed over the years, hence the, the switch and, and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, it was just a different mindset. So like during this time I was playing a, a DS Lite. Like that's what I played. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't play a PSP for that reason. So w- let me ask you, I wrote these down too because I wanted to see what you think about these. What do you think of UMDs and what do you think of like the PSP being like, it's really the first best like multimedia portable like experience like it's before the iphone and it does so much of like kind of what the iphone would eventually become with like dominating portable gaming and being everywhere the way psp wanted to but like it was a place where you could watch movies it was a place where you could listen to music it was a place where you could play games it was all of these things in one really sleek high quality name brand device but the umd was kind of the driving force behind all of it well, yeah, so the UMD, I mean, the UMD is primarily just the actual disc thing itself and, and the case that holds it. So it's not necessarily like movies are generally UMD and a game is not. So just if anybody's confused on that nature. But for me, like looking at this console, especially with like the movie factor, I thought the movies were the dumbest thing possible because you were just releasing literally what I could watch on my TV 
onto a, a game console. And then battery life was another situation. So if you're sitting back to watch a two-hour movie on your PSP, at what point does your battery die? I think you, you could know? get through a whole movie. You could probably get through a whole movie, but what are you doing after that? You know, like, so it's not the ability, like, I guess you could still turn it on and off and whatnot and, and save your spot and go do other things. But to me, that, it was the just... freezing of gaming. That was the first time I'd ever seen a console really do that besides like the DS with its fold screen. Well, well and... did the oh. Game Boy SP do that? When you close the screen, did it just freeze it where it was? Mm, I want to say I kept it on. I want to say I kept it on. I think if you closed it, it was still technically I feel on. shameful for not remembering. <laughs> I don't remember, dude. Like, in all honesty, like, I guess we can kind of jump into our time with the console here. But uh, for me, the Game Boy Advance, when I was playing that, that was my last, like, outside of maybe some of the DS. But the Game Boy Advance was really, like, my last big handheld that I consistently played a lot. Yeah. Uh, when it got to, like, the DS, I played a few games here or there. Um over to PSP, but for the most part, PS2 all the way for me. Like mm-hmm. that's what I was playing. But back to the UMD aspect with like the movies, it's it's just kind of that same deal, right? Like why would I watch a movie on my little handheld when I can just watch it on my TV when I get home? Like I guess I had that type of patience as a kid, and I also had extracurricular activities. So I was, you know, I'd play baseball and and cards after school and uh, video game tournaments and all this other Wait, stuff. I mean, so like, but you had like a brother. Yeah. So, like, what if somebody was watching something and you wanted to watch something? Now you could. Yeah. Now except you, could wa- you had your own thing. Except he had a PSP and he was hooked to it. So it was the opposite. Okay. So yeah, he was on the PSP all the time. And so, so you got to see it taken advantage of yeah. in the way it was intended, while you were well, hogging the PS2. Well, yeah. Well, no, we both had PS2s, so <laughs> we were all good on that. So we had separate PS2s for that reason exactly. Oh so that way gosh. we could both play our own games. No, I mean, dude, we saved up our money to buy them. Yeah. Like it was one of those things like we saved up allowance. We did like yard work and stuff. Uh, tried to save as much as we could. And we bought our own PlayStation 2s and we bought our own games whenever we came across money. And, uh, you know, it was a race to go to the laundry machine to see like who could get, you know, extra cash that yeah. fell out of pockets. Dude, my dad would leave 20s in his pockets all the time. <laughs> so I would I would find $20 bills and be like, oh, look, I saved up all this money for this new game. So it's it's pretty fun when you look back at it. But uh, yeah, during at least seeing what my brother was playing, he played a lot of Monster Hunter. You got the claw going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying to play Monster Hunter on that game was... uh, I tried it back in the day, and it was tough. Monster Hunter is so much better now. The the few games I remember playing a little bit were Monster Hunter with him, because I'd pick it up and be like, all right, let me try. Be like, oh, it's so cool. Like, Give it a shot, and I'd play some Monster Hunter. Uh, Luminous was the one that I actually got kind of hooked to, but that was the only game I actively played on there. And then I tried to get into things like Portable Ops and Acid, and... While they're noteworthy titles for me and they really do stand out, um, they're not necessarily things that I got hooked to, right? Like, I was playing, by the time I started playing Portable Ops, uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, 4 was out. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, why why ever would I go to like Portable Ops when I could sit there playing, you know, Metal Gear Solid 4 on my PlayStation 3 at that point? So it's... It is what it is, but like I saw my brother playing a lot of it, and I've collected PSP games over the years. Uh, so in the event that I do want to go ahead and play, I've got that you know opportunity to play, and I do have a number of titles. I probably got I don't know twenty five thirty PSP games that I've kind of hand selected over the years. So how about you? So yeah, I got PSP at launch. Uh, it was so cool. I loved it. I had Darkstalkers. 
But I didn't know, I'd never played Darkstalkers. <laughs> I'd never been like a fighting game person. And I didn't know anyone else that had a PSP. So I did not hang on to that game for very long. I played a bunch of Luminous. I got so excited for Death Jr., which is like, I think just an average 3D platforming adventure game. I have that game too. And like, I bought the comic books for it and I was pumped and it just kind of was like, meh, I guess. I don't know what got me so excited for it at the time. Um, and then later on, I eventually traded it in and I got my red PSP with the Kratos on it and the God of War. I think that was the Ghost of Sparta one or maybe it was Chains of Olympus. I forget which one it was. But like both of those games are excellent. I, I mean, God of War is like one of my favorite franchises and those games hold up as just like more decent God of War. I mean, the PSP wasn't the best, like the little nub that it had. Like the Vita was such a better design with having dual analogs again. But, you know, they did what they could. Um, I was so excited for the technology at the time, and I really hoped that it would catch on in a bigger, better way and just never quite did. There's also like a tie-in with like the UMDs. I remember when the PS3 was being rumored, and I saw this really cool render that was like, it had a spot for your, like, discs for your PS3 games, and then it had, like, a separate drive for UMDs in the console render, and it was like, if you could just plug your UMDs in there, like, that'd be so cool, like, to have something that takes two different media again. Yeah, I think one of the things that <clears throat> I really hated on the PSP, to be honest, was the uh, the memory card aspect of it. The proprietary memory sticks that were so expensive. They were expensive when they first launched. They didn't exactly have a lot of space. Didn't they go as low as like 512 megabytes, if I recall? I, I think something like that. I mean, yeah. at the time, it was like... That was a lot at the time. This was pre-PSP Go, and I think the idea <clears throat> of like <clears throat> digital games was kind of just emerging in the console space. Like, obviously, that's what computers are made for, but, like, you really hadn't had games where you had to download anything. It was mostly just save data. Yeah. It was just memory cards at that point. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it was. And still, I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Like, having these these sticks were, like, as opposed to DS, it just kind of saved on the cart, you know? Like, I didn't have to worry about it. And uh, that, that was one of the things I guess that drew me in was having to have all of those different types of accessories tied to that console. It was just like, why, why even bother? Like just if I can get a DS and it saves on there and yeah. it can go into, I think the DS light went into sleep mode, if I'm correct. Like I have all these different options on, you know, through Nintendo and various Mario games and, and RPGs and whatnot that it just, it never drew me in. It just always, everything about it just kind of drew me away. Now looking back on it, I really wish I would have picked up a lot more games on the PlayStation Portable, but, and I've got quite a few, but yeah, I mean, for me, it was just, it wasn't a console that I truly enjoyed. I However, mean, yeah. I've grown to, you know, in like appreciate a lot of the titles that are on that console and what it is. I mean, obviously when you look at that launch title list, it's ridiculous, you know, what's on that list when you start thinking about yeah. it and what it launched with. Um I mean, above and beyond, I think now, like, better than what Nintendo could have released on the DS. Yeah. I think that, like, you know, it's talking more about, like, games. A lot of the games that I would get excited for and try to buy, <clears> like, <throat> I was always kind of disappointed 
Like, I got this RPG, and I didn't know anything about it, really. I read, like, an article on it, and it was supposed to be all right. Popo LaCroix. And you know, I think it was I just that. like it was just okay. Uh, Coded Arms was like a shooter game, and I remember it being fun, but also just kind of like okay. Like not every game was like a smash hit, and you know the times that I had enjoying it were really good, but some of the other things were just kind of like eh, I don't know. This wasn't really so good, and maybe I just wasn't choosy enough about what I was playing. But then also like. The hacking scene on the PSP is something like we got to bring up because like the hacking on that was crazy. I used to go into a GameStop and there was a guy in there that worked there. And every time they would get like a used game in, he'd basically just put the UMD in his his PSP and start burning it onto his system. And he hacked me and my friend Kyle's. And like to this day, I don't really use my PSP because the hack on it has this like Iron Man skin that makes the menus kind of hard and every time you launch a game it plays the clip from the movie where he launches the little arm missile and blows up the tank and it plays like the I am Iron Man riff from the song every time you launch like a program so it's kind of annoying to use and I don't know how to unscrew it up without like breaking it or something so it just kind of sits in my case as a memory but I super want to get uh the pearl white PSP go and hack that and have that. That sounds awesome. I'm so disappointed. You mentioned Popolo Croy and I remember it was on my list of like games to purchase and I didn't purchase it. Now it's going for like 70 bucks for a used copy. Like I'm, I'm so upset, but I did buy a uh, Joan d'Arc was the game. I think it's Joan d'Arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty sure it is. Uh, I'll look at it right here. I got my price charting up. Yeah, Jeanne d'Arc, I picked that up a while back for like 20 bucks. It's now sitting at 90 complete in box. Nice. Like, so there's a lot of games in here that, you know, I've picked up over the years that are uh, pretty decent, you know, and they've increased in value. But the one that I've always wanted is Popolo Croy, and I just never picked it up. Yeah, so. it's, it's an okay game from what I can remember. Yeah. I've got 32 or 31 PS2 game or PSP games on here. So, not bad. Well, let's get to... What we're all here for, the actual starter kit showdown. So this week, head versus head, <laughs> me versus John, who's got the better starter kit? John's going in strong off the bat. What what kind of console are you picking up here, John? I'm grabbing the PSP 3000. So one of the things that I recall when I was uh, in school was that the PSP 1000 had pixelation issues where it had dead pixels that came up every now and then, whereas the 3000 corrected a lot of the problems that the earlier consoles had. Plus, it wasn't as bulky, and it was slimmer. Uh, so, well, I guess that's really just kind of the same thing, right? So, it's a slimmer console, very light, uh, and that's the one I currently own. It's a 3000, so let's stick with that. And I am going to go with the classic PSP 1000, because it's only 50 bucks. So, it's, uh, it's cheaper. I really like the heft. Like, the original PSP 1000 felt like it was really made of something, like... I like my God of War one, but it feels so, like, plasticky and cheap mm-hmm. sometimes. Almost like it's got that, like, McDonald's toy kind of feel to it. But I I still love it, and it's still great. But I would really recommend, for starter, somebody getting this for 50 bucks, And, you know, if it doesn't pan out, it only costs you 50 bucks for the console. And you can always upgrade, get, like, a cool collector PSP 3000 or something. I think that, like, once you get into collecting, especially, like, 
portable consoles, I think a lot of people will collect multiple of a portable console to get different variants and stuff if that's something you're into. So if you're gonna go that route, why not get the cheapest one to open up so that you can at least start playing more games too? Yeah, that's true. Well, uh, let me jump in. I guess I can start us off here, and I'm sure you've got uh, quite a few games on your list. Whoa, whoa, what is going on? What do you mean, what is going on? You have total value 200. Yeah, what did you put? We're doing $150. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, well, I'm jumping down to the PSP. Three, or from 3,000 to the 1,000, right? <laughs> <laughs> to get my value in. I thought you were doing 200 for some reason. What have we done 200 on recently? Uh, we usually try to keep it under 150. Keep thinking. We had to do. We had to go higher for the PS4. Man, I'm doing house stuff. I. That's my excuse. <laughs> my mind is elsewhere. It's okay. It okay. Okay. So PSP 1000. I got to stick with the 1000 now because Ryan called me out on my shenanigans. <laughs> uh, all right. So starting out strong here, we've got Tony Hawk Underground 2 Remix. Uh, so. I don't know. You probably have this on your list, too, to be honest. But Yeah, this is the best game on the PSP. The soundtrack's baller. Yeah, so fantastic game in, in the time that I played it. And, I mean, it's Tony Hawk. I love Tony Hawk. There's You can sit back and play a Tony Hawk game for hours upon hours and not give a damn. And there's just tons of unlockables within these games. Uh, Underground, of course, had that nice type of feel of starting from the bottom and going up and, and raising it's through the ranks. It's got jackass in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's got, just, like... Lots of level diversity. Of course, it plays really well for PSP because, like, for the most part, you don't need two analog sticks to do Tony Hawk. No, not really. Because I mean, a lot of the time you're using like the one analog stick, and then you're using like your X and Square and, and various other things uh, to be able to do what you need to do in your moves. So, yeah, I mean, for me at twenty, and by the way, I did go complete in boxes go round. You should be proud. I mean, you've got to. Mainly because I absolutely hate storing loose PSP games. I'm like, screw that. We're going completely The UMDs are awkward. Yeah, they really are. But the little boxes are so cute, too. Uh, I like the tiny boxes. I used to have a lot of those, and I just started tossing them. Like, I've gotten replacement cases over the years for any of my loose games. uh, And then printed out, like, my own covers. Oh, your own covers. Yeah. Yeah, Which, dude, with this printer right here I've got, can do a a nice job on printing covers. Uh, But, 23 bucks. Complete in box. And, you know, I love Tony Hawk, so that's the way to go. Uh, the next one's going to be uh, Capcom Classics Collection Reloaded for $17. I mean, look, if you have an opportunity to get a ton of Capcom games on one game itself, that's the way to go, for sure. Like, no picking up any of these, you know, crazy random, you know, titles here and there. I mean, for example, there's, uh, what do you got? You have the, the Castlevania Collections also on the PlayStation Portable, and that's, I think, 27 bucks. So, like, there's tons of collections on the PlayStation Portable that you can pick up. Vetter, Fantastic. Mega Man is another one uh, that's on there. So, for me, I decided Capcom, I feel that it has the uh, the widest variety, and it doesn't stick me to one genre, necessarily. It kind of gives me a, a wider breadth of games that I can experience. So, 17, game, or 17 bucks complete in box on that. I think I've had this title or franchise on every PlayStation console, like, challenge that we've had. Uh, Hot Shots Golf Open Tee, number one. Four bucks, complete in box for this one. I love Hot Shots Golf. I hate watching golf, but for some reason, I love playing golf video games. There's just something, like, relaxing about it. And the Hot Shots Golf, it's just so quirky. Like, you have all these different characters with their different abilities, and it's not like you're playing a Tiger Woods game. You're playing Hot Shots Golf, and it's yeah. just, it's fun. Like, there's just something about these games. It's got some games. antics. Yeah, you got your antics going around with it. It's just, 
<clears throat> the music to it is just kind of relaxing. It's not, it's not boring. They're fun. And then you, it, it almost reminds me, I guess it would remind me of like Mario golf, right? Mario golf has its random antics and such as well, but there's something different about hot shots, man, hot shots, man. It's like, there's like a fine balance between like playing a, a real golf game simulator like a Tiger Woods and playing like a Nintendo uh, Mario Golf. It's like, it feels to me like it's almost right there in the middle in mm-hmm. a sense. And that's what I've always really liked about it. Cause it's, it can be competitive and fun, but it still has those like video game esque elements that don't make it real. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's, it's always really resonated me with this game. Uh, the next one is luminous. For six bucks, I already kind of discussed why that one was big for me, but it's a puzzle game. It's musical. It, you really get into this title, and if you haven't played Luminous before, go check out a video on YouTube or something, and you know, give it a shot. Just just watching it, you're gonna feel hooked and want to play the game. There's it's something, an exciting game. Yeah, it's it's unlike any other puzzle game that I've ever played. Um, it, it has like that Tetrisy vibe going to it, but at the same time has that like the I'm trying to think of the right type of game, but like your music-based games where you're kind of going with the flow of things and you're hitting yeah. your buttons at the right time. Like it's uh, just rhythm games. Yeah, like yeah, you're right, like rhythm games. So it just it just has that feel to it, and I absolutely love it. Puzzle rhythm type game and really flows nicely. And then there's obviously Luminous Two, which I think goes for about the same, if not a little more. Uh, the next game I've got on here is Ridge Racer. You and I have played some Ridge Racer on the. Uh, PlayStation 1, totally enjoyed that. It was a ton of fun. The Ridge I, Racer, yeah, I played more of that game after we played. Yeah, the Ridge Racer franchise is so, so underrated, like unbelievably underrated. We actually need to play at some point, I think it's Ridge Racer 7 on the PlayStation 3. Sounds good. That, down. Well, we, just FYI for people, nothing is hooked up yet in my house. So it's it's been a hassle. Uh, but Ridge Racer 7, I had a blast. It was actually one of the... If it wasn't a launch title, it was close to launch on the PlayStation 3. And uh, picking up on the PlayStation Portable is just, it's totally worth it. I think it's better in Gran Turismo. If you're, you know, unless you're into like the whole realism aspect of vehicles and the customization of like actual, you know, dealership type cars, um, you know, Ridge Racer is the right way to go. I feel in any situation for a racing game. And my last one. Uh, and by the way, Ridge Racer was $13 complete in box. And in my last one here, uh, I put a bulk of my money on this one, man. Mortal Kombat Unchained. I love Mortal Kombat games. I love that era of Mortal Kombat games, especially with Deception and Armageddon and Shaolin Monks uh, and the storytelling that came from that. Uh, this one I personally haven't played, but if it's anything like those three games, it's just as phenomenal. I mean, this one's sitting at 37 bucks complete in box. It's, uh, I mean, honestly, that's what, uh, almost a fifth of my budget, quarter of my budget almost right there for that game alone. Um, actually, yeah, it's a, a quarter of my budget is going towards Mortal Kombat Unchained. Gotta love the fighting aspect. What they've included in the later games, you know, during that PS2 era and on up just makes the replayability of these games even better. And uh, I totally think it's worth it, man. It's one that adds to the collection. And if, you, if you're one to buy loose games which I don't mind buying loose carts. PSP, different story. Can't do it. It was, I think the last era for me to buy loose games was uh, the N64 games. That would be it. Even though I've done like challenges here where we've done like PS1 loose, PS2 loose, it's been more on the value component and increasing that collection for somebody that doesn't care Mm -hmm. and to give a different perspective. But 
yeah, the last console I ever like collected loose for is gonna be like N64. So that's my list, man. Uh, I think it's gonna be hard for you to be. And notice, notice, no actual RPGs on here, like dedicated RPGs. This is a first. It's a monumental uh, moment. In yeah, you're letting a lot history. of people down. I probably am. Yeah, dude, RPGs in this console are expensive. Like, if you want a recommendation, Star Ocean, I think First Departure is like fifteen bucks. And there's a number of RPGs in that $20 range. So I think you've got uh, Valkyrie uh, Profile Leneth is on there for fairly cheap. Uh, Final Fantasy, I think 1 and 2 are fairly cheap on there. Final Fantasy 4, those are all like under 30 bucks. So if there's anything on here you're just like, nah, you know, I'm not a big fan of those types of games, and you want an RPG, there's actually some pretty quality RPGs oh, I've got one. on the PSP. Oh, you got one. Oh, oh yeah. this is this is a change, man. Like, no, it's not. I always hit all the marks. You, you try. You try. But so, like I'm always like all platformers, like all RPGs. Yeah, and some crazy I think shit like that. Uh, I think John might have a pretty good list there. But <laughs> the thing is, our lists have a lot of the same stuff. So uh, because of our time with Ridge Racer on PS One, I also took Ridge Racer. All the same reasons. I was like, I need to put a driving game because I always try to put a driving game, and I'm I'm into Ridge Racer. Because of that one exposure, I will try all the other Ridge Racers. So I'm throwing that on there. Luminous, gotta have it. I had it. I had a great time with it. You'll have a great time with it. It's six bucks. It's a steal for that price. Uh, I mean, Tony it, Hawk it, Underground Remix Two, Thug Two. It it really is honestly. Go back to Luminous. Like at six dollars, that is an absolute steal. Yeah. At like seriously, if you have a PSP and you don't have that game, just pick it up. Like I mean, I have a PSP and I don't have any of my old games for it anymore. I should buy it. <laughs> yeah, like it's 100% a must buy on the console. So, with all those same games out of the way, I guess I'll pick up with the RPG that I picked up. I got uh Disgaea Afternoon of Darkness. Uh if you haven't played the Disgaea series, they're like super deep crazy rpgs where it's like you can just go levels within levels like you can make extra like party members and make them like whatever job class you want and then you can go into levels inside of their weapons to level their weapons up and it's just like it seems like a never-ending hole uh, it's uh tactical rpgs that's like i think this is the one uh where or i think his name's laharl and he's like the demon prince and then there's like this succubus girl and this angel girl and the space guy and the prinnies if you've ever seen those they're like peg leg penguins it's uh it's a really fun interesting series i i've only played like this game for it but i've always wanted to go back and play another this guy at some time well i've actually got the printy game on the psp yeah i always looked yeah. at your your psp section i always looked at like i always remember staring and seeing coded arms and being like i should try that game <laughs> again um also uh god of war chains of olympus i threw on here 18 bucks that's really good and if uh, you don't want to have god of war on the psp uh you have the option now of getting it on the playstation 3 so yeah. you do have the collection on there and i think it's actually cheaper to get like multiple games, so I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna just trash Ryan's list right here. What are you here. doing? <laughs> yeah, go go buy it on the PlayStation Three. Don't listen to Ryan. Like, come on, cheaper options. Here, here's John helping you with your pocket. Um, next up, I got uh, Mega Man Maverick Hunter X. This is a remake of Mega Man X, and it's got like another play mode once you beat the game, where you can play through as Vile and use like different weapons, and you like kind of customize his loadout. I think I saw 
the Super Beard Bros do a playthrough of it, and it looked like a ton of fun. I mean, Mega Man X is a great game already, so why not add more to it? Um, and that's pretty good. That's uh, 12 bucks. And then I kind of got a little crazy here. Like, for some reason in my mind, I was like, okay, I have to have, like, some kind of puzzle game or something. I already had Luminous. I don't even know why I put this on here. But I put Puzzle Quest Challenge of the Warlords on here. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that, like, it is that pre-iPhone. Like, we didn't have Candy Crush yet. You know, the best thing that we had was Bejeweled that you could maybe play at one of those, like, little bar, like, touchscreen machines. But, like, the Match 3 color gem thing was, like, a big craze. This was, like, the time where everything was going that way. And the Puzzle Quest series, I've played several of those for different platforms. And I think they're the perfect, like, on-the-go kind of game. And the PSP is meant to be an on-the-go kind of console. So I think, like... Something that you could play that's fun and short and you don't necessarily have to be fully into to be a part of it is a great choice for this. And that's cheap. That's seven fifty. I was trying to find like a game that would better fit for you on that because you've already obviously got it. Uh, you can go Secret Agent Clank for $7 and swap that out because you've got two puzzle games on here. Yeah, I guess so... I don't have like a, a real... well. Yeah, I don't have like a third party, uh, third person platformer or anything. So I guess I could do that swap. That would be a good interlude. And then the next choice I have, this is actually a 2D platform, N Plus. Did you ever play N Plus? Where you're uh, that like little ninja silhouette and you've got to do like all these crazy jump puzzles to like get through like a maze without touching the floor and stuff. I swear I have, but there's so many games that have had like that concept that it just like muddles together, right? Like this was the one that I remember like the original, like I think it started as a flash game. I know that I played a lot of it on like 360 and uh, arcade uh, with my friends, but like it was also something really of that era. And another game that is a great portable, like pick up and have it. And it just, it would feel so much more rewarding with tactile buttons than playing it on like a touch screen. So that's my list. I think that, uh, you know, we both had some really strong choices, especially because we both had like half the same list. There's a lot available on PSP. And for the most part, like you could get a lot of the good stuff for not crazy expensive. Like if Popo LaCroix is 90 bucks, you know, that's not really something you got to have unless you want to like collect all the RPGs or something, but like, which unfortunately that's where that's my your mind bag. is always yeah. at. Yeah. So, but I think the PSP is a great choice and I'm glad that we were able to talk about it. I think there's a lot out there for everybody. And I mean, for 150 bucks, I think either of these would be a great place to start. Yeah, I agree, man. So I'm a huge fan of, of the console nowadays compared to what I was in the past. And, uh, hopefully you all agree and have kind of seen it age over time and can appreciate the games that have come out on this console or did come out on this console. And I think the Vita is going to be the same way, man. I think there's going to be a lot of games. Vita's going to have so much more choice and the Vita is so expensive now. Yeah, I know. I, I'm going to wait for that to drop down. It'll drop down in price again at some point. Like, well, they're not when they're going to be shutting down the store like next year or the year after. No, I know. But right now it's panic. You know, no, the Vita, they're not shutting down the store from what I recall. Not yet. Not yet. But they will. They will, which I think we're gonna that have, should this ease discussion will up. come up again. It will for sure. Well, it's crazy. Is like 
you know, just the way games are going right now with all of the crazy prices, like everything is up in price right now. And I can't see it sustaining that over time. Like I can see it correcting after a bit. It'll stay up, but not, I don't think it's going to be to the extreme levels that we're seeing right now. Like this is just stupid. I mean, everything is going up in price, you know, houses, gas on the East coast is going for stupid rates because they can't get it. Video game prices, like it's just nuts. So I think once kind of, you know, things kind of settle back down globally, hopefully video game prices kind of stay plateau for a while and I can jump in and grab some of these because things are at outrageous <laughs> prices. Outrageous. Okay, well, uh, if you enjoyed this episode, of course, hit us up on social media. We already gave you the, the link and all that good stuff before and we've got a link in our podcast description. Uh, but also find us on other podcast applications if you're not happy with the one you're using. So Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Overcast, and CastBox. I think it's the fastest I've ever done that one. And uh, let us know whose uh, list was better, personally. Who won? Who yeah. did it? I mean, I came in at like 154, technically, so like a little over budget. Uh, whereas Ryan came in at, it looks like, at 149. Left over, I think. Yeah, 67 cents change left over. So you can get bubblegum for Ryan's money. Bubble With gum. mine, you're going to have to reach into the pocket and get a little extra. But <laughs> I think, you know, when... You got to go scrounging in the dryer. Yeah, go in your dryer, find something, or find a five or 20. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, of course, mark me as a winner on this one. Cause we all know it's true. And, uh, <laughs> you got no combating on that, dude. No, too busy yawning. You too bore me, yawning. John. You bore me with Boring your taunts. You? Uh, we'll see, man. The people will let us know. Just let us know on, on social media. All right. Well, this has been episode 132 of the Game Inflators podcast. PSP collecting on a budget. I feel, uh, my name's John. I'm Ryan. And thanks for listening. 